Hello. Do you like laughing until you do a funny snort and then a big snot bubble comes out of your nose and it pops and goes everywhere and it covers your brother and sister in snot and then you laugh more and fall over? Do you have many unanswered questions about the world, such as where have all the flying pigs gone? Why are trees always in the way? Or perhaps even, who's stolen my meatball? Hello, my name is Tiernan, and if you answered yes to either of those questions, or none of them, or a completely different one that absolutely no one asked you, then Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast, is definitely for you. This podcast is suitable for all ages, from to... And I gather some of the funniest comedians in the world to answer your very important questions in the most unhelpful and silly way possible. And of course, this show doesn't contain a single rude word at all. Hoover, bums wow. Mufus doofus, bum guff. So gather round all your special listening devices and tune into Comedy Club for Kids Presents Radio Nonsense with all of your friends and family and pets and favourite spoon. This show is not suitable for 101-year-olds, but absolutely fine for 100-year-olds and 102-year-olds, obviously. I don't make the rules, don't blame me. Well, I do, but still don't blame me. Go blame Susan or an old shoe. Bullfrogs and Lizards is a collection of audio stories about the adventures of a group of children living in an Australian country town in the early 20th century. There are floods, fire, thieving magpies and piglets covered in grease. So if you love great stories... Search for Bullfrogs and Lizards on Spotify now. Welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Fun tales to make you laugh and cry with some of the best storytellers from around the world. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello, how are you? Are you feeling brave? This week we have an exciting story from Greece about a fight between a monster and a prince. You have to be a little bit brave to listen because the monster's favourite snack in the whole world is... You've guessed it. Children. But it's only a story monster and you'll be pleased to hear that it has a happy ending. It's told by the kids' comedian Tiernan Duyeb. So it's also very funny. Let us know if you were brave enough to listen to it all the way to the end. But first, a quick hello to some of our listeners who've been sending us kind messages. Hello to Alice and Beatrice in Finland. Their mum Emma says they enjoyed the Owl Girls and the Witch story and they like saying And hello to Charlie, aged six, who inspired the story about the boy and the snow wolf. Charlie wants a story about a shark. Ooh, do you know, Charlie, I've never come across any shark stories before. I'll have to look out for one. Do let us know which are your favourite animals. It might help us when we're choosing stories. Or send us a picture of your favourite animal. Just go to facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories and you'll see pictures by other Super Great Kids fans. Now, quick, it's time to hear this week's story, The Monster in the Maze, or Theseus and the Minotaur. It's from Greece and it's told by Tiernan Duyeb. Have you ever mixed two things that don't really go together? 
Like putting ketchup on ice cream. Bleah. Or toothpaste on a pizza. Bleah. Well, in ancient Greece, one of the monsters that they told tales about was the Minotaur. A mix of a fearsome bull and a very strong man. Can you imagine how they looked? With a big bull's head and horns and a big bull's nose that grunts and snorts and snuffs. Can you do that with me? Grunt. Snort. Snuff. Moo. And their body was like yours or mine with arms and legs. Does that go together? No. And would you be scared if you saw one? Well, yes, me too. But this is the tale of Theseus, a very, very brave prince who wasn't scared of anything. Not even a big grunting, snorting and snuffing minotaur. Grunt, snort, snuff, moo And this is all about how Theseus defeated such a monster and escaped a very, very confusing maze. Once upon a time, a very, very long time ago, the largest of the Greek islands, Crete, was ruled by a very cruel king named Minos. Minos was very, very powerful and had everything a king in ancient Greece might want. And I mean everything. You name it, he had it. Big gold pointy shoes? Oh, yep, he had 12 of those. A giant golden hat? Well, yes, of course, he had at least three of those. A special golden bowl for his cornflakes? Yes, I said everything, didn't I? But the problem is, once you've got everything, there's not much else to do. And that meant that cruel King Minos would get bored and pass the time by doing very, very mean things, like sending all of his ships across the sea to attack his neighbour, the little King of Athens. This was, of course, very scary for the people of Athens. So the little king tried to save his people by offering cruel King Minos a deal. Now, this might not sound like a very sensible or clever deal to you, but you have to remember that cruel King Minos had everything he wanted, so trying to offer him things he'd actually like was quite tricky. But then the little king of Athens had an idea. Ding! The only thing cruel King Minos really cared about was his pet minotaur. Grunt, snort, snuff, moo and he kept the half-man, half-bull in the middle of a very big maze called a labyrinth in the middle of the island. The only food that the Minotaur liked to gobble on was, you guessed it, people. For cruel King Minos, it wasn't easy feeding the Minotaur, as he actually rather liked all the people on his own island. So that meant the only way the little King of Athens could get cruel King Minos to promise not to attack his villagers for nine years was to say that he would send seven boys and seven girls from Athens across the sea to his cruel neighbour to become tasty Minotaur snacks for the beast. King Minos agreed to this idea, and every nine years to stop Athens being attacked, the little king of Athens would have to ask the village to choose seven unlucky boys and seven unlucky girls to go across the sea, never to be seen again. But if they didn't do that, then they'd all be attacked by cruel King Minos's warriors. So what could they do? Twice the little king of Athens sent 14 children to feed cruel King Minos's pet. But one day the little king decided he'd had enough and that they would just fight King Minos's soldiers. But this time, the little king of Athens' own son, Theseus, was old enough to have a say. Send me as one of the children. Please, 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 he begged his father. And I will kill the Minotaur. The little king of Athens was very worried. He knew Theseus was clever and brave, but 
you think your own parents would be happy about sending you to be gobbled up by a minotaur? Grunt, snort, snuff, moo-rah. Of course not. But his son said, don't worry, father, I will find a way. So the very next day, the young Prince Theseus and 13 other girls and boys sailed on a big ship towards Crete. When they arrived, all the children were greeted by a beautiful princess. Her name was Ariadne, and she was the daughter of cruel King Minos. She didn't say anything to them, but Theseus saw her staring right at him, and as she did, his heart went boom diddy boom diddy boom and his legs turned to jelly. That night, while the others were asleep in their bedrooms, Theseus stayed awake, trying to think of a plan to defeat the scary Minotaur and somehow find his way back through the labyrinth. As he was thinking and thinking, a note was slipped under his door. It was from Princess Ariadne, and it said, Theseus, I have fallen madly in love with you, and I'm so bored of my life here on Crete. Meet me by the labyrinth when the moon is high in the sky, and I will help you as long as you promise to help me escape this place once you kill the Minotaur. The prince leapt out of bed, checked out of the window and saw the moon was very, very nearly right at the top of the sky. So he crept very, very quietly out of his room, past King Minos's guards and to the entrance of the maze. And there Ariadne was waiting with a sword and a large ball of string. Thank you for the sword, said Theseus. I know what that's for, but why have you bought me a ball of string? Ah, said the princess, this is magic string. It's very easy to get lost in the labyrinth, but if you tie the string to the gate when you enter the maze and let it unravel as you walk, it will glow in the dark and guide you back to the start when you need to leave. Theseus thanked her and took the sword and the string. And, Ariadne said, when you are inside the labyrinth, make sure you always go forwards, never down, and never left or right. OK, said Theseus, and repeated after her. Always go forwards, never down, and never left or right. Once the princess had left, Theseus placed the sword and string just inside the entrance and crept very, very quietly back to his room and breathed a huge sigh of relief. Ah, <sighs> maybe... This would all work out after all. The next morning, the children from Athens were woken up very early and King Minos ordered that they were taken to the maze immediately. The 13 boys and girls were very scared, but Prince Theseus whispered to them, telling them not to worry because he had a plan and they would all be OK. The guards pushed them into the maze and closed the door behind them. Slam! And as soon as he heard it shut, Theseus grabbed his sword and string from the place that he'd hidden them and told the six boys and seven girls to stay right by the door as quiet as they could be and he would be back very, very soon. Theseus tied the string to the entrance and carried it in one hand and in the other he held his sword high, ready for anything. As soon as he entered the labyrinth, it was very confusing. There were walls and corridors everywhere and they all looked exactly the same lit by torches and eerie shadows round every corner. How will I know where to go? said Theseus. And then he remembered what Ariadne had said. Can you remember? Yes, that's right. Always go forwards, never down and never left or right. 
After what felt like hours, Theseus heard some very loud, grisly snoring. <coughs> Gruff, snort, snuff, moo <coughs> Gruff, snort, snuff, moo Where do you think it was coming from? Theseus walked a bit further and found himself in a very large room and there, right in the middle of it, was the huge minotaur with the legs, arms and body of a human and a very big strong human at that. But it had a large bull's tail and a big brown bull's head with a big bull's nose that was currently snoring very, very loudly. <coughs> Gruff, snort, snuff, The minotaur was fast asleep. Theseus wasn't scared at all and he tiptoed, tiptoed very, very quietly up to the monster and he was about to strike him with his sword when <gasps> the minotaur opened one eye and looked right at him. The half-bull, half-man let out a mighty roar and stood up to its full height, which was at least two Theseuses. The Minotaur was very hungry and wanted the prince for its tea, so it raised its fists and rah, tried to hit him. But Theseus was too nimble and quick and darted out of the way. So the Minotaur tried again, gruff, snort, snuff, rah, and as his arms swung down, Theseus jumped out of the way again and crash, the Minotaur punched the ground. He was just too big and too slow. The prince realised that all he had to do was wear the monster out by being the quickest and then, when it was at its most tired, he could strike it with his sword. So he rolled and he jumped and he dived and he ducked and the minotaur kept swinging his arms and roaring and gruffing and snorting and snuffing and mooing as he became slower and slower and slower. Theseus rolled away and the minotaur... Exhausted, knelt down on the floor, now huffing and puffing and snorting and mooing. Theseus took his sword and swoosh! The Minotaur was defeated. The prince followed the string all the way back through the twists and turns of the maze until he reached all the other children. They were so relieved to see him and they couldn't believe that he had saved them and defeated the terrifying, powerful Minotaur. When the door to the labyrinth swung open, Princess Ariadne was there waiting for them. So, very quietly, Theseus and the princess and all the other children tiptoed, tiptoed quietly to the shore, boarded the ship and sailed all the way back home. And King Minos never, ever bothered the King of Athens ever again. And what of Princess Ariadne? Did she marry Theseus? And did the prince become the King of Athens? Did they all live happily ever after? Well, those were all stories for another day. Grunt, snort, snuff, moo, rah. Well done you for being brave and listening all the way through. And here's a question for you. I wonder if you'd be brave enough to fight a monster and rescue your friends. I think if I was saving my children from being gobbled up, I probably would. 
Thank you, Tiernan, for that lovely story. If you like scary stories, you might like the whistling giants in How the Mosquito Became, episode two. Thanks for listening. I'd particularly like to thank all of our followers in Croydon. We really appreciate you listening. If you'd like to support our podcast, then head over to ko-fi.com forward slash super great kids stories. And if you'd like to tell me which animal you like the most, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash super great kids stories. And remember to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Me and my friend David, who helps make this podcast, we love hearing from you. It makes our week. <laughs> <laughs>